welcome to Hockey Hot Dish, a Minnesota Wilds podcast brought to you by the folks at Hockey Wilderness at SB Nation. I am Matthew Smith, and you can find me on Twitter at From Tape to Tape, and I am here with the wonderful... I'm Grace, uh, Grace Shrimp. Um, you can find me on Twitter at GRH Shrimp. That's Great Shrimp. Um, yeah. Thanks for having me on tonight. <laughs> yeah, I'm excited to have you on, so... Um, we are currently recording following the Wilds 3-1 win over the Montreal Canadiens. Uh, the rare win, it feels like. It's very early season, but I, I feel like we were all pretty down on it to begin with. Yeah, uh, it, the first win that I didn't like feel like sad about at the end. <laughs> yeah, it would have been nice if it was uh, not as close, because it still felt... Yeah. <laughs> Against it was the like, Montreal Canadiens. <laughs> it was comfortable for, like, probably 50 minutes. But then the last 10 minutes, I was like, oh, I'm feeling good. And then I was, I remembered the score and I was like, I'm not feeling good anymore. <laughs> yeah, well, based on, like, this season so far, their ability to hold leads. I didn't feel confident about that. That. <laughs> yeah, and there was probably a couple things to feel confident about. Like, Fleury's performance tonight was very good. Yeah, I think it's his great. best game of the season. Yeah, he was also um, good in his last start as well. I mean, they lost mm-hmm. the game, but um, yeah, it's uh, he was very good tonight. It was, and he seemed to be vibing. <laughs> if you saw oh, him between the whistles, that he had uh, <laughs> out of that penalty shot was just so charming. Yeah, the grin. There were some shimmies. Some yeah, he was he was feeling it tonight. It seemed like so. It was really 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 good to see that. Uh, he definitely. Uh, I think we called him the star of the game. I called him the star of the game um, at the end of it. Do you feel the same way? Yeah. Yeah, yeah. I'm, I'm, I'm with you. I mean, it was especially when it's a pretty low scoring game. You owe that in large part to a to a good goaltender. Yeah. So that, I mean, that's encouraging. Um, I, yeah. This the beginning of the season. He's the first two games were especially rough for him. Um, but managing to bounce back tonight uh, and stop uh, 30 shots, 30 shots? No, 26. Stop, gets 26 out of 27. So that's very good. Um, the penalty shot um, as, was impressive, I suppose. It was a terrible <laughs> attempt by Mike Hoffman. <laughs> right, right. <laughs> so maybe I don't, we don't need to give Flurry too much credit, but it's still, that's a tough situation. Yeah, it's tough. That's a little pressure. <laughs> yeah. Um, I also wanted to talk about maybe Kaylin Addison, who uh, looked, again, like, growing more comfortable in his role. He was responsible for uh, a good portion of the power play, like, keeping it moving, that sort of thing, and a, and a bunch of point shots that seemed to sort of generate some chaos and some chances down low. I don't... He didn't really cash in on anything, but... Yeah, he he looked great again tonight. Yeah, yeah, and I I, I liked him with with Brodine. Um, gosh, I don't even know if I want to get into that discourse in particular. But but I mean, I I think he's earned that promotion and seemed confident in having top four minutes. You know, like I, yeah, I, I I don't think we we don't need to. No one lost that. No one lost that position. Kayla Madison sure. has performed extremely well. And well, yeah, just, he's earned yeah. it. I mean, that that's. I think that's a, a better perspective. Yeah, and if uh, the other thing is, is that going into this game, like 
that pair, the pairing of Matt Dumba and Brodine were both bad. Well, it was both Brodine's been struggling too. <laughs> Brodine has been probably more alarmingly bad because yeah, the, yeah. the the like the ceiling is so high with him that does he? Yeah, even... I mean Dumba's historically streaky. I really, really like Dumba, um, but, but he, he has his moments. Brodine doesn't have his moments, so see, seeing Brodine struggle is scary. <laughs> Yeah, Brodine's at his best when you don't notice him. Right. So, and I feel like we've noticed him a lot <laughs> in the first few games. So, it's, I, yeah, tonight, um, that pairing was, seemed to be functioning pretty, pretty well. So, um, it was another bright spot. I, I mean, it, we can sort of play the same hits over and over again. Matt Boldy was, again, awesome. Yeah. He was, uh, like, really aggressive on the power play. I think Felino was better tonight and better and was great with Rossi and Boldy. Yeah, so I mean there was there was a bunch of lineup changes going in tonight. There was a lot of line shuffling, especially mm-hmm. like splitting up uh Joel Ersenek and Marcus Felino. That was sort of the big one. Um how did you feel that those line changes played out? I mean beyond just the fact that they won. Yeah, no, I, I, I think, I think it went really well, and it's, it's kind of hard to, it's sort of chicken or the egg sort, sort of conversation whether they were, if these lines were better, you know, or, or if the Wild have just sort of gotten their heads out of their asses to some, some degree and played better tonight. But I thought Felino was great on the line with Rossi and Boldy. I mean, obviously, uh, Duhane and and Eric Snek were, were the only, you know, they, they got. They scored. So so clearly there is some those lines worked. Um I I have a little bit of trouble with Goudreau as a first line center. Um I think there I get why Dean loves him. I it's really frustrating to see someone <laughs> up with well, up with Zook and Kirill who's who who isn't shooting pucks and and, and making goals at any point who yeah. can't finish that's yeah. frustrating <laughs> yeah i will say that like statistically um the line with Joel Eriksson Ryan Hartman and Brandon Newham was horrific they were terrible yeah. so they had uh yeah five shot um sh- five shot attempts against or sorry five shot attempts four and 21 against yikes uh, and that is very bad uh they were bad by wide margin and that i mean real really plays into what you're talking about with Gaudreau is like i don't think that there's anything in Gaudreau's game that we haven't already seen like it doesn't feel like there's anything else to squeeze out of Gaudreau than we yeah. got last year and i don't know if you're ever going to get last year out of him again so to put him between Kaprizov and Zuccarello, especially when, yeah, like his game, like clearly doesn't mesh with their game at all. Right. Um, it, it, that, yeah, that's frustrating. I would rather have seen Marco Rossi up there and I would have mm-hmm. rather even seen Sam Steele up there before I saw Gaudreau. And uh, yeah, Eric Snack realistically is the one that should go there. Um, but and after the performance from that line, his line, I don't know if that'll stick together. And also splitting up Eriksson Ek and Felino, like I get it, but it really felt like it really felt like it was the wingers were the problem, the other yeah. wingers were the problem, not those yeah. two. Yeah, 
I don't I don't think it was the pairing of Felino and Eriksson that that was atrocious last, last game. Um No, like you're giving them Tyson Jost who is going to be a problem in that role in that like shut down defensive yeah. like put them out there and they'll be good kind of line. And then I same with Brandon Duhame, I don't know if he really is that level of player. So I mean, I, I really just want to see Ryan Hartman with them, with them until yeah. Greenway is uh, back for good. So, have we at any point seen specifically Ryan Hartman, Eric Snack, and Felino this season? Um, I don't I know I'm asking rem- you to kind I've of never, pull something. I don't remember seeing them for an extended period of time. Of time. Um, I don't either. But yeah, he his game just seems to seems like it would mesh the best out of all the other combos that they've sort of tried. Um, but. Yeah, the the line um the line shifting around like it was uh nice with uh with Matt Boldy, the Marco Rossi, Marcus Felino. I like that. Mostly again because of Marco Rossi and Matt Boldy together. Um but Felino was fantastic tonight on the penalty kill especially. He uh in the first period I think almost single-handedly killed the penalty by himself. Um it, it, which was good to see. Mm-hmm. Cuz that's sort of him at his at the top of his form. So I kind of wonder if, I mean, this is kind of getting inside uh, the heads of players who we, we can't, I mean, it's kind of goofy speculation, but I wonder if there's some degree to which, like, asking him to be on the line with these two rookies is kind of putting him back at, like, leader Felino mode, where, you know, like, responsibly helping these guys out rather than, you know, trying for, I mean, like, not that he's not a skilled player, but his job tonight was was to support Rossi and Boldy to an extent. Yeah. Um, I mean, just looking into it, Ryan Hartman's never, hasn't spent more than 15 minutes with anybody other than Zuccarello and Kaprizov this season. So okay, well. We haven't seen anybody in an extended period of time with him. But yeah, Felino, and that seems like a shame. Like, it's, I understand his leadership value, but I also feel like you, we got so much out of him last year that it was yeah. like, it's it was something extra um, that you rarely get out of somebody who's so good defensively. Mm-hmm. Um, it seems like a shame to split them up. And I guess all of this is really just on hold and for Greenway to come back. So. Yeah. Yeah. I, I, it's sort of funny. Um, maybe funny is not the right word. But like there was I was part of some conversations last year, you know, talking about the grief line in general. Um especially when Greenway got his extension about like it, why keep Greenway? Is he really the part of that line that holds it together? Like, isn't it really Felino and Erickson Eck that, that do the work? But I mean, clearly his absence is felt in a very, very, very big way. Yeah. And I, I also think like he grew a lot in that role last year. Like he had mm-hmm. his own ups and downs in that, on that line last year, where it was like uh, at the beginning or the sort of the middle doldrums where the wild were really struggling it was that line was really struggling a lot of it was pinned on greenway but near the end of the year like when greenway was going like he greenway sometimes looks like the best player on that line yeah um and he's not he's not super young as like a prospect kind of a thing but he definitely has still a little bit more room to grow uh with that that combination so Mm -hmm. yeah i i think that he is really important to that line i think he's sort of sets everybody into the roles and they're very um, reliant on each other to do certain things for each other. So they're as a unit, I no no one player on that unit is the most important as much as right. we, we all like to um, like pump up 
Joel Erickson act. He's extremely good, um, but we've seen him with Zuccarello and Kaprizov where he hasn't looked as good. So, yeah, we we need to create space where Jordan Greenway can be considered good. <laughs> good too. <deal. laughs> um, was there anything else from tonight that stood out from you? Like the power play was still fantastic, um, even though it didn't uh, tally as much as we would want it to. Yeah, no, I don't know. I don't know if I have anything else specifically to grab about tonight's game. I just, I mean, hopefully this is the sign of things to come. Um, in general, the defense didn't make me want to die. So, yeah, what? Yeah, that's how the, the big takeaway. Yeah, <laughs> I, I would. I was. I would. I just want to also bring up. I was forced to watch the Canadian broadcast for this. And um, the Montreal broadcast was, like, constantly talking about how the Minnesota Wild are in, like, a tailspin and, like, everything is going horribly wrong for the Minnesota Wild. And I'm like, okay, it's not that bad. Like, yeah, it's not going great, but, like, they've also technically taken, like, three of the last four possible points. Like, things were already on the up and up. (laughs) Right. It was two really bad games, and then, like, every game has gotten progressively more okay. (laughs) Yeah. It was two really bad games to start the season. Yeah, it's not like... It it was not the end of the world. Like, it's fine that the Minnesota Wild fans feel like that, because I feel like we... Like, as a group, it... It's very up and down. They're very aggressive in their takes. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> All well, those I mean, are wild fans. <laughs> drama's fun, but I don't want other people to, like, participate in this. Yeah, don't and, put... And, you know, just yelling, like, fold the franchise or, like, tank for Bedard is hilarious. But, like, realistically, it's five games. This is, this is yeah. it, it, such a long season. And I'd rather them be shitty right now and, like figure it out and then like be playing really hard in April. I, you know, you, you don't want them sort of to, I kind of want, you know, fighting for a playoff spot. You don't want them to be a wild card spot. You want them to have been good, but like having them be in compete mode near the playoffs, isn't a bad thing. <laughs> yeah. And, um, there's a lot of young players on this team and they're still finding their feet and yep. like, if Kalen Addison, for example, like continues his trajectory, at the end of the year he'll probably be in the top four or probably considered one of their top two or three defensemen. And he was basically not on the team last year, so there right. there are some some big changes going through. It's just taking some time for them to find their feet, and that's not weird, really. Right. It's not weird. It's wild. Great. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, and actually, on that note, uh, we're just going to take a short break, and we'll be right back. Excellent. <laughs> uh, welcome back to Hockey Hot Dish. Uh, we were just talking about the Minnesota Wilds 3-1 win over the Montreal Canadiens, uh, but... What we'd like to talk about next is we just put up a roundtable discussion on HockeyWilderness.com about who the most surprising wild player um, has been so far this season. Uh, I think we were, uh, privately, I think we were all expecting us to be very in line with each other, but there were a few (laughs) curveballs. I think everybody was expecting to say Boldy. I know, um, everyone was expecting to say Boldy, everyone else to say Boldy, so they're all like, I'm going to say something different, yeah, so then no one to, said Boldy. <laughs> yeah, everyone was, had to have their hipster choice. They were like, <laughs> they're like, let's go. Uh, 
I I said Kaylin Addison, and do you, I I do actually want to talk about the bully thing at first because I it sounded like um like as we were all kind of discussing our opinions that. Most of the reason why a lot of us didn't choose Boldy is because we kind of expected this out of Boldy. Yeah. Is yeah, that... I think... Sorry, I interrupted you. No, no, that's how that's how you feel about it? Yeah, I think... I think... I mean, the question around Boldy was, like, barely a question. It was, you know, will he have a sophomore slump of some sort? And will he suffer from not having Fiala to play with? And I mean, that, that's just both of those are just like yes or no questions and kind of imply that there's a possibility that he won't. Have, I mean, that that the answers will be no to both questions, in which case he will be great. And he was. <laughs> Is. Yeah. You, I mean, last year, everything about him, it was like he forced their hands in Iowa where he was like crushing AHL competitions. So they kind of. Um, they didn't want to bring him up. Like, it was pretty clear they didn't want to bring him up, but then injuries and his own performance kind of forced their hand. And then the second he came up, he, like, excelled. So then it's like, of course, he'll excel still. <laughs> like, yeah. given a better opportunity, of course he's going to excel. He's never not done that. <laughs> right. And, he's, and he was always, like, good defensively, so he was never going to get punished by... Um, like coaching decisions, that sort of thing. So I, yeah, I'm same thing. Like I yeah. wasn't surprised. I think how good he is defensively is, is sort of, you know, I, he doesn't have some of any of the like war. I mean, like Kevin Fiala, Kevin Fiala is incredible. He doesn't have some of Kevin Fiala's warts. You know, there are times when you're really, that Kevin really pushes. And I kind of, we haven't seen that level of frustration from Boldy at any point. Um, no, he's a very Which different. Is... He's he's also very like consistent and very mm-hmm. like even keel. Um, he's he is a like coach's like dream rookie essentially. Yeah. <laughs> so I I yeah I we, I think that's why he for a lot of us he wasn't the most surprising. But um, I think you were the only one who had suggested Matt Zuccarello as the most su- surprising. Uh, is it is there a specific reason why you went with Zuccarello yeah. besides the point total? I suppose. Right. Well, I mean, so he's right now the leading point scorer uh, in on on the wild. Um, and there's, I mean, it's not really surprising that he has a lot of points. I think we kind of all expected like the assist column to really like rack up because he plays with Kirill Kaprizov and he was incredible with Kirill Kaprizov last year. He's still really good with Kirill Kaprizov, but he's scoring goals like he's <laughs> shooting the puck and into the net and and, and scoring, um, which that is a really nice change you know i i think his instinct to to play make is still there but but he's also scoring goals and that that is i think a difference in his game a little bit yeah so actually tonight was the first time he hasn't gotten a point right uh, so way to go grace you've ruined him <laughs> i did uh, sorry sorry <laughs> uh yeah he doesn't I, score I, again <laughs> Yeah, he's never felt like a passenger on. Uh, he's never felt like a passenger with um, Kaprizov, um, and he's got the goals that he doesn't. He hasn't had a high goal total in a long time. Uh-huh. Um, like yeah, last year twenty four goals was the first time he had, he had hit twenty um, since twenty fifteen. Like his uh, so it's yeah, goal scoring has never been his forte, but. To have four goals in six games and uh what is he up yeah he's 10 points in six games that's including mm-hmm. tonight yeah it's it is it's very impressive 
it's extremely impressive, and it would be it would be wonderful if you could have a center on that line too. Maybe he could oh, use his can you imagine? <laughs> Crazy that would be to play with a player of your your same talent level, and it it is probably also a little bit like Kaprizov continuing to like grow and mature in his role too, right? Sure. Yeah, yeah that that is that is probably part of it. Uh, he is also passing to to Zook to allow him to score as well. Yeah, it's um, it's interesting. I he, sort of the same problem that or the same concerns um, that we have with Flurry. Like he's thirty five, uh, which is uh, getting up there. Um, yeah. So it wouldn't be a shock to see like a cliff at some point, but not so far this year at least uh so it is it is really it i think i agree with you like he is it is very surprising to see him with the sort of production that he's had especially with the like uh the stink around this team <laughs> apparently yeah. around the league <laughs> apparently everyone's yeah, I mean, concerned about the Minnesota Wild. <laughs> <laughs> well, when are they gonna start selling <laughs> Yeah, it's so it's, Zuccarello. This is listen. This is all part of me trying to like uh, get them to sell Zuccarello at the deadline for a first round pick. <laughs> I, I honestly, so after um, I don't know if you saw the story in the Athletic, um, like about Zuccarello talking about um Kaprizov and like his relationship with him. Yeah. Where he was talking about how Kaprizov like calls his calls him every night if they don't spend time together to like say <laughs> goodnight to his daughter and read him a bedtime story. Yes. No. Uh if they traded Zuccarello at any point, they're just gonna break they're gonna break poor Kirill's heart and I can't oh, think that's his I could father. Take it. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it's it's been really good to see them uh Tonight, it felt like they were getting more under their feet um, and sort of bouncing back. And it'll probably only improve from here. Yeah. Um, so, and Sugarell has been a p- big part of that. They've at least been able to squeeze out some points um, with the first line producing the way that it has with with Kirill and with Mapoli and Kalen as. And the, the, the people, the bright spots have really papered over some of the problems, even though they didn't have, they still don't have a winning record. <laughs> so, <Yeah. laughs> it, it's all, it's, it, it's all, it can only go up from here, especially right. they're gonna lose. They're like gonna Flurry. win the rest of the games. <laughs> it does also, Flurry is also the ultimate vibes goalie, so <laughs> he's, it, it, if he's having a good time, it seems like he plays well, so. Yeah, that is absolutely true. And after tonight, it seems like it's, we're on the right path. Okay, well, we will wrap it up there. Uh, it's been a, a long night, so uh, thank you all for joining us, and thank you, Grace, for joining me. Yeah. Um, I have been Matt from Hockey Wilderness, and that's been Grace, also from Hockey Wilderness. Um, have a good night, everybody. Bye. Bye.